This episode is brought to you by Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. I lived overseas for many years, and one of the biggest bottlenecks to international living is money transfers. You want to withdraw money from an ATM to access funds from your American bank account, and you don't realize you're getting hit with a $10 charge every single time you do that. Yeah, that did happen to me. So if you're dining in dollars or want to do business in bot, what a Wise account does is let you send, spend, and receive money in different currencies. Wise is the easiest way to connect all of your finances internationally. This goes from a night out at a tapas bar in Spain to buying a property in the Yucatan. So if you're a digital nomad in Bali or want to send Send money back to mom, it's simple. And this is all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Wise works in over 160 countries, so your money's always at your fingertips. And over half of the transfers get their destination in less time than it takes to listen to this ad. Join 16 million customers and learn how a Wise account can work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unplugged. That's wise.com slash unplugged. One more time, wise.com slash unplugged. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the History Unplugged podcast, the unscripted show that celebrates unsung heroes, myth busts historical lies, and rediscovers the forgotten stories that changed our world. I'm your host, Scott Rank. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an in between episode where I answer any question that you have about history. Today's question comes from Josh Kitta. He says, Could you talk about the Easter Uprising? I would be glad to. The Easter Uprising is one of those events that the event itself is small, but the event is the culmination of hundreds of years of history, and the after effects are so important that the event itself takes on enormous symbolic importance. Okay, what is the Easter Uprising? First, the facts. The Easter Uprising happened on April 24th, 1916, on Easter Monday. A group of Irish nationalists proclaimed the establishment of the Irish Republic, a declaration of independence from the United Kingdom. Along with 1,600 followers, they staged a rebellion against the British government in Ireland. As part of this, they seized prominent buildings in Dublin and clashed with British troops. The insurrection had been suppressed after about a week. More than 2,000 people were dead or injured. The leaders of the rebellion were soon executed. The event itself happened with little fanfare, and there was little support initially from the Irish people for the Easter Rising. But public opinion later shifted, and the executed leaders became martyrs. What it led to was in 1921, a treaty was signed that in 1922 established the Irish Free State, which became the modern-day Republic of Ireland. 
Okay, so that's the context. Now consider when this is happening. This is happening during World War One, and that's no coincidence because if you're a group within the Great within Great Britain, it makes sense to do something like this when many of the troops of the homeland are occupied elsewhere on the continental mainland. Okay, so let's talk about the background context of the uh, Easter uprising. And Rosina Sabor in the Telegraph gives good context to this whole issue. So the Easter uprising was predicated on growing tensions between Irish nationalists and the British government. This goes back to the 1800 Act of Union, which merged Ireland with the UK, and for several decades, nationalists had been pushing for home rule. Something that triggered this goes all the way back to the potato famine of 1845-1847, where much of the Irish population felt that the UK hadn't given them proper provisioning and help, leading to many of them going to the United States and many others dying from malnutrition. The Act of Union meant Ireland lost its parliament in Dublin and was governed from Westminster. Irish nationalists, since its inception, have been staging their opposition to this shift of power. They lobbied for an arrangement where the country remained part of the UK, but had some form of self-government. It wasn't until 1914 that a bill to this effect was passed through Westminster, and it was in motion, but its implementation was suspended at the outbreak of the First World War. Nationalists thought that this, the First World War was being used as a pretense to stall its passage. The Irish Republican Brotherhood began planning the Eastern up- Easter Uprising with military support from Germany with the outbreak of the First World War. They were an underground group of revolutionaries, and they believed that home rule did not yield enough and sought complete independence from Great Britain. Why was the Easter Uprising so significant? Well, at first, the rebels' actions were not met with much support from the Irish, but the executed leaders were later heralded as martyrs as public opinion shifted. This was due to the harsh mass arrests and martial law in Ireland, which stayed in place through the autumn, fueling the public's resentment of the British and leading to growing support for the rebels and Irish independence. Here were some of the key figures of the Easter Uprising. Eamon de Valera, he evaded a death sentence and dominated Ireland's political landscape, later as president. Another, Roger Caseman, had planned a shipment of German arms and ammunition for the rebels, but it was detected by the British shortly before the Rising. Casement was charged with treason and executed in the summer of 1916. Patrick Pierce was part of the Irish Volunteer Force and played an active role in preparing for the Rising, though it's unlikely he fired any shots. Before his execution, he was proclaimed president of the provisional government the rebels attempted to establish. Another key figure was James Connolly. He was a trade union leader. The image of a wounded Connolly facing a firing squad changed public opinion and was a key contribution to the bitterness against the British in Ireland. And a few other figures. One was Thomas Clark. He'd been in favor of armed revolution for most of his life. He spent 15 years in English prisons before his role in the Easter Rising and was executed after it was thwarted. Sean McDiarmanda was another signatory of the proclamation. He was a member of the military committee of the Irish Republican Brotherhood. And Thomas McDonough, a political activist poet, also signed the proclamation. He was a member of the Gaelic League and a founding member of the Irish Volunteers with Pierce and Oyn McNeill. So the UK's 1918 general election saw the Republican political party Sinn Féin win the majority of Irish seats. They refused to sit in Westminster and in January 1919 met in Dublin to convene an Irish parliament 
and declare Ireland's independence. The Easter Rising was also a factor in the establishment of the Irish Free State, now the Republic of Ireland, in 1922, following a treaty agreement in 1921. Part of this was a result of the Irish Republican Army launching an attack against the British government and its troops based in Ireland. The 1921 ceasefire resulted in the two sides signing a treaty establishing the self-governing Irish Free State. Six northern counties in the province of Ulster opted out of the Free State and remained with the UK. So this is Northern Ireland, a mostly Protestant state, whereas the Republic of Ireland is mostly Catholic. Obviously, these tensions didn't die down due to many bombings in the 1970s with the Irish Republican Army. And a fully independent Republic of Ireland was formally proclaimed on Easter Monday, 1949. So the centenary of Easter Uprising occurred in 1916. On International Women's Day, March 8th of last year, the role of women involved in the events of 1916 was marked in a ceremony at the Royal Hospital in Dublin. On Easter Sunday, March 26th, there was a remembrance ceremony in the Garden of Remembrance in Parnell Square, Dublin. A parade went through Dublin, stopping at the city's general post office to mark the day. Okay, so why did they stop at a post office? That's because when the Easter uprising occurred, Rebels seized strategic buildings within the city, and one of the seized buildings was the city's general post office. And it was from here that the independent Ireland was proclaimed and the announcement of a provisional government. Now, a post office is a modest building, and it shows that the event itself, again, was quite a modest affair. Yes, there were thousands of people involved, but the events leading up to it and the events that sprung from it are far more monumental in importance. Well, Josh, thank you so much for the question. If any of you would like to submit one to me, you can do so by going to historyunpluggedpodcast.com. You can submit a question to me in the form of voicemail, and there are instructions all over the website on how to do that, or in email. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the History Unplugged podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get your daily dose of all things history-related from ancient Greece to the Cold War. You can do that by going to historyonthenet.com forward slash subscribe. Speaking of History on the Net, if you want to dive deeper, go to our site historyonthenet.com and there you'll find blog posts, book reviews, and all of our other podcast episodes. Plus, don't forget to rate and review this podcast so we can bring you the best daily history content possible. We'll see you next time at the History Unplugged podcast. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 